Why do we do this year after year? Why do we gather every Good Friday to hear this terrible story? Why must we listen again, grieve again, walk away in shame again? What good does it do? Wouldn't it be better just to jump from the joy of Palm Sunday to the victory of the resurrection? Wouldn't our ratings be higher if we just skipped the cross? We could include the crucifixion as a footnote for those who were interested, but wouldn't it be better for our brand if we focused on the good and minimized the bad? Why not just skip this day? Your presence here tonight answers my question. You could have stayed away. You could have gone about your routines, working, shopping, eating, going to a concert, competing in an athletic event, all of which is available today. But instead, you are here, about to gaze on the cross and listen again to the terrible story. I think on some level you know that there is no Messiah, there is no conversion, there is no redemption, there is no victory without the cross. We can't go around it. We must go through it. In a spiritual sense, we die to sin and to ourselves tonight, and maybe that's why we call this day good. But make no mistake, this day is very bad. It reveals the worst of the human heart. Like Judas, our willingness to betray a friend for a piece of silver. Like Peter, our fear of being associated with someone who is unpopular. Like Pilate, our cynical calculations that cause us to lose our souls for a fleeting political win. Like the crowd, our savage instincts which lie just below the surface. Like the soldiers, our blunt application of force and power. And like those religious leaders, our loyalty to practices and processes that may have outlived their usefulness. This day is unambiguously bad, and that is why we must observe it every year so that God can make it and us good. Contrary to popular belief, we're not always good. We don't always take the high road. We're not always oriented to love. Good Friday reminds us of that. Through the story of the cross, we can see ourselves in the characters and the situations. We recognize our capacity for sin and we pray for God's grace to repent. After the resurrection, when Peter preached to the crowds on Pentecost, he didn't avoid the cross. He didn't reassure those frightened souls that they were just fine. He didn't even begin with the resurrection. He began with the cross. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus, excuse me, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you. As you yourselves know, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Any celebration of the resurrection must include straight talk about the cross. We can't perceive the victory of God without first understanding our need of a Savior. 
in the solemn collects, which we'll hear in just a moment, we name those aspects of our lives that need the saving grace of God. The church, that it will increase in faith, unity, and love. The nations, that they will seek after justice, truth, and peace. The afflicted, that they will be cared for and comforted. Those who have rejected the gospel of Christ, that they will come to faith. As we pray those solemn collects, I want you to perceive the distance between what God intends for us and where we are, because it is into that recognition of the gap that is where God will redeem us and change us and bring us to new life. Is this day good? It is, but only because of what God has done. Jesus died and descended into the abyss of our sin so that he could collect the whole creation and raise it to new life. And that's why I come to church on Good Friday, to bear witness to that divine descent and to give thanks for a love that never ends. Amen.